0: This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 53. My name is Kino Hanna, and I'm here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. I believe that it is possible for people of faith to reach financial independence. You can expect one episode from me per week. During that time, I'm trying to help myself and to help you see what the bible has to say about how we should handle money or wealth we are currently on a journey so if this is your first time we're on a journey through the bible and we're looking at wealthy people in the bible who were people of god today we take a look at someone that i'm calling a strong successful woman and that's lydia and She's found in Acts chapter 16. So what I've uh, done on a number of occasions is I've actually read some of uh, the passage in the Bible. And I'm going to do that today. So we're going to read Acts 16 verses 11 through 15. We talk a bit about what we can get from it, about what's happening there and Lydia, and then some of the applications to us. So let's take a look at Acts sixteen, verses eleven through fifteen. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading district—sorry, the leading city of that district of Macedonia—and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath. We went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, She invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. So, first, Luke is the one who's, you know, writing this down so we can get it today. So he's the one who's transcribing this. But all indications point to the fact that there was no Synagogue there in Philippi. And so Paul and his companions, which includes Luke, they look for a place of prayer and they find one here by the river. Now, the fact that there's no synagogue there probably points to the fact that there were less than 10 Jewish men in Philippi, that being the number needed for a synagogue. But at the river, they find some women and started to talk with them. Lydia was one of these women. Luke tells us that she was a dealer in purple cloth, and this purple cloth or the dye that colored it probably gave rise to the phrase royal purple, but this was sold to the wealthy. She was from Thyatira, a place in the Roman province of Asia, And interestingly enough, Paul was denied entry there earlier, right? The Spirit told him not to go into the province of Asia, of which Thyatira was was in that province. But here, he comes to Philippi and meets her, and she becomes the first convert recorded in Philippi. And what do we learn about her? It says that she was a worshiper of God. So as Paul and his companions speak with the women, she opens her heart to the message. It says that God opens her heart. She hears the word that works on her, pricks her, convicts her, she opens her heart. And the truth is that God doesn't force her to open her heart. Her heart is receptive to the word and thus her heart is open. In response to the message, she and her household are baptized. Then she invites, uh, even more so, she persuades Paul and those guys to stay at her house. And then something happens a little later, we won't read, much more in Acts 16 except verse 40. But after this time, Paul and Silas, they stay there for a bit. They end up in prison because Paul drives out a spirit out of a woman who was, who was a slave. Now it was held by her owners that she could predict the future. But with the spirit gone, their hope of making money was gone. Paul and Silas are arrested and beaten and thrown in jail. Now, while they are there, about midnight, it says that they are singing and praising God. Then an earthquake happens, right? Or God brings an earthquake such that all of the prisoners, their chains become loose, and yet they don't escape. The jailer, I guess intends to kill himself thinking the prisoners are gonna escape or have escaped. And Paul tells him, no, everybody is still here. And then the jailer and his family hear the word and they obey being baptized. Paul and Silas are freed in the morning. They go to the house of Lydia. And we'll just read verse 40 there. Let me turn there quickly. So it says, after Paul and Silas came out of prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and encouraged them. Then they left. So I just wanted to kind of read about Lydia right here in Acts 16. So you could see kind of a holistic picture of the kind of woman she was. But here we find this successful woman who loved God. She loves God, and she is a businesswoman. There isn't anything that is said about a husband, so perhaps she didn't have, we we don't know for certain, but it looks to me like there was no husband, and so she was with we may call an independent successful woman or a strong successful woman she has a house she invites paul and and these guys to a business right and she looks to be wealthy but when presented with the word that saves she does not allow her business or uh, wealth or possessions to be obstacles in fact it says that she was at the place of prayer when encountered by paul and his companions so we see that even before uh, she becomes a christian she was focused on god and the truth is that there are times when in our lives we can allow things like business wealth possessions to be stumbling blocks to us. I say stumbling blocks, I mean obstacles that stops us from seeking God and getting in that relationship with Him. Lydia did not allow these things to stop her. For example, let's say you own your own business, which can be great, right? We go into that kind of situation thinking we're going to have time freedom. That's one of the things, right? Well, yeah, you have time freedom. Perhaps you're working 18 hours a day. (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily call that time freedom, but it's your business. And perhaps you're figuring, if I don't work, I'm not going to eat. So I need to work, work, work. And so you have your own business which some of us. Have on this pedestal but what is it doing right it could be sucking the life out of you even to those of us who are employees is your career the top thing for you is becoming the best at what you do what you're going after and the truth is if you're becoming the best at what you do that's admirable but i ask At what cost? Are you spending too much time at the office? Or perhaps you don't, but when you come home, you're still preoccupied with the things of work and your family doesn't get to spend uh, time with you because of this. Or you're studying for that next exam. You're, You're looking for that next business venture to increase your your pay or climb the ladder or do something but you're not focusing on the things that are important that are right in front of you what am i speaking about here don't get this wrong i'm speaking about having our priorities in order nothing against business nothing against career no having our priorities in order If your relationship with God is the top priority, then we allow other priorities to be ordered by God. Work or business should never be our top priority. Career should never be. Family should never be our top priority. Definitely not money, not wealth. When God is number one for us, and that's where he should be, I believe We go after learning how he wants us to deal with everything else. How he wants us to deal with family. How he wants us to deal with business, career. How he wants us to deal with money. But how does he reveal this to us? Well, I believe he reveals this to us in the Bible. That's one way. There are other ways he reveals it to us as well. But his revealed will is definitely in the scriptures. Now, even specifically as it relates to money, we can find out pretty easily what the Bible has to say about money by just reading it, right? Doing something simple like a keyword search, which is something I did to go and look at all of the scriptures that talk about money in the Bible. But more importantly, then we need to go after doing what the Bible says about money. So not just studying it and getting smart in our heads, no, 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 but find out how to interact with it the way the Bible says. For example, Ecclesiastes 5 and 19, it says there, moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. So there is a way to interact with wealth that brings glory to God. First, we understand it as a gift from God. God is the source, and thus he gets the glory. We see him as source. We give him thanks, right? We know where it comes from, him, so we are grateful, and we go after using it the way God says, even enjoying it. Yes, even enjoying it. There's no sin here. Proverbs 11 and 28 says, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. And then the truth is we are only to trust in God. We're not to trust in business, not to trust in money, not to trust, right, anywhere else but God. If we trust in riches, The Proverbs here tells us we fail or we we come to ruin. So even as we look at Lydia today, this strong, successful woman, right? She isn't really a strong, independent woman. Why? She trusts in God. She is dependent on God. She believes that in God, she has everything she needs. So she chooses him. Right, and doesn't rely on her wealth or her business, and then I believe she allows God to order her life. What does she do? She opens her home. She's hospitable. We talked about this a few episodes ago, podcast um, about Mary, mother of John. Lydia here is hospitable, opens her home to Paul, right, and his companions. And when they come out of jail, they go there. So now she's using what God has blessed her with to serve others. She allows God to order her life. This is how we ought to be, putting God first, searching his word, and to see how we are to live in a pleasing way to him. Well, this is all I have for you today. I encourage you to join me next week when we take a look at our last wealthy person uh, in this series in the New Testament, also, please invite your friends and family to listen to the podcast. Tell them search for Godliness with Contentment wherever they listen to podcasts. This is Kinohana signing off saying, check you later.